Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. And welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host. And we have a lot of news to get to this week. Um, but before we get to that, I kind of want to tell you how we are going to structure the show this week. Increasingly, we are getting more <laughs> substantial EV news than we are just standard Tesla news. And normally, I put the Tesla news at the end because it's usually the bigger story. There wasn't a lot of Tesla news this week. So we're going to go ahead and do the Tesla news first, and then we're going to do the EV news. And then I have some announcements because the show is changing just a little bit. So I have some announcements uh, at the end of the show. So stick around for those. I think you're going to like them. But before we get to the news, we have a new patron and I need to thank them. So I want to thank Alex for going to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt, signing up and becoming a patron. Alex, if you need any help, like setting up your RSS feed or you just need, you know, you just want to talk, go ahead and email me. It's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital. And thank you very much for supporting the show. I really appreciate you for doing that. All right, let's jump into our Tesla news. Tesla has officially launched the CCS1 adapter. This allows some, but not all, Tesla cars to charge at CCS1 public chargers with speeds up to 250 kilowatts, which is pretty fast. Um, if you've heard that Tesla has a similar adapter that they're selling in Korea, well, this one's identical to the one sold in Korea. It might even be the exact same one. Now, I mentioned that some Teslas aren't compatible with the CCS adapter. If you're interested in buying this product, all you need to do is log into your Tesla account, go to shop, go to charging, and you can see if it's compatible with your vehicle. If it's not, Tesla is going to be doing some retrofits coming early 2023. I want to thank Tacky Teddy on Twitter for this next article. Tesla is recalling 1.1 million vehicles because of a pinch protection feature on the power windows. The pinch protection feature is designed not to pinch your arm or your fingers while the window is being rolled down. The problem is the feature squeezes too hard. There's like a maximum amount of force that can be applied, and some Tesla vehicles exceed that force. The issue was actually found by Tesla through internal testing, and Tesla is not aware of any injuries. The good news is this, this is fixed with a over-the-air update, so it's no big deal. So just kind of keep an eye out for your 
fix if your car is affected. The Fremont factory has added yet another tent, which is not a tent. It's a temporary structure uh, to the Fremont, I guess, campus. It's not actually a part of the, the factory. It's just on the outside of the factory. Not that long ago, Tesla set up two of these. They're called sprung structure tents for General Assembly 4 and General Assembly 4.5, which is the 4 is for the Model 3 line. The 4.5 is for the Model Y production line. Calling this thing a tent is like calling a pedal car a Bentley. It's just, it's not, it's not a tent. That one of these things is 64,000 square feet. Like that is enormous. It's not a, it, I don't know. It, it always gets called a tent. It's not a tent. Anyway, uh, this new structure won't be used for production. The tent will actually be used, excuse me, the structure will actually be used to store tools and equipment. Um, that was probably in the factory or uh, other structures around the campus. And they're just going to be kind of moved into this giant tent. So it's out of the way. I keep saying tent. I'm just going to say tent. Even though it irritates me, I'm going to say it. Anyway, they are going to store all this equipment inside the tent. So it's out of the way, but still easy to get to. Um, as we've heard many times, Elon has said that they are running out of, of room at Fremont. So this makes sense. This thing costs $145,000, which is not a lot of money if you're Tesla. It's a lot of money if you're me. That's, a, that's significant. Uh, you know, the, te- the Arizona Cardinals practice in one of these tents. So we, my son and I drove past it today on the way to his doctor's appointment. Uh, let's see. Tesla is also upgrading Model S and Model X assembly lines. We, we found that out today as well. And if you're planning on buying a Tesla, well, I have some very good news for you. The wait times are coming down. This is in part due to the ease in the chip shortage, improvements in the supply chain. And also last week we talked about Tesla has announced that battery cells are no longer a bottleneck. They have all of the battery cells that they can use right now, which is fantastic. My hope is someday soon I'll be able to talk about an article where Tesla is lowering prices because production costs and supply costs and all this other, all these other costs have come down. Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen because lithium is through the roof right now, but I can always hope and, and I'm, I'm going to hope right now. Tesla is expanding their FSD beta program to 60,000 more owners. That'll bring the total to 160,000 beta testers, which is really impressive. Uh, This should go out to all owners with a safety score over 80 who have applied to be in the beta test, obviously. And we have one more quick Tesla story here. Tesla has temporarily shifted workers from the autopilot team to the Optimus human robot team. I mentioned at the beginning of the show that uh, next week is AI day where Tesla is supposed to be showing off the Optimus robot. So it makes sense that they're throwing more people at this to to make it demo ready because what they don't want to happen is this thing to, you know, like trip over and fall down or worse yet, murder everybody in the audience, which is, you know, if you listen to Elon, both things are about equal. It's like a 50-50 chance it's either going to trip and fall or it'll murder everyone in the audience. Um I'm not going to tell you which one I'm hoping for. I'll leave that to your imagination. Anyway, they're going to show this thing off next Friday and we're going to talk about it more then. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right, that is it for our Tesla news. Let's go ahead and jump into our EV news. Dodge will show off their Ram Revolution EV pickup in November, and it's expected to go on sale in 2024. The LA Auto Show runs November 18th through November 27th, so I would expect to see the reveal sometime in that time frame, probably just before the LA Auto Show starts so they can get, you know, maximum news coverage. But uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. I'm excited for that, probably. <laughs> Since I'm spreading $100 around to EV tr pickup truck manufacturers, I'll probably throw $100 at Dodge as well. Why not? Kia will start manufacturing EVs in the U.S. by 2024. This will allow Kia EV buyers to take advantage of the EV tax credits here in the United States. I was actually driving past an EV charge station. I thought it was an Electrify America station, but I didn't see any badging anywhere. But there was an EV6 uh, charging up, and that's a bigger car than I thought it was. I've seen them as I've driven past them, but I haven't seen one like stopped and gotten a good look. Now, I was <laughs> I was going to talk to the person in this car. There's a guy in the car. It looked like he was working. Um, I thought about talking to him, but it was raining, and I just, I don't know. I, I'm a very shy person. And that would have been way too forward. But if he was out of his car and, you know, it wasn't raining outside, then I definitely would have chatted with him about it. But uh, <laughs> the, I, I think I like the look of the EV6 more than I like the look of the Ionic 5. I mean, don't get me wrong. Both cars are great looking cars, but the EV6 is definitely growing on me. 
I think we talked about Neo last week and them expanding into different countries, with, and especially with their new newer vehicles. Well, we now know that Neo is manufacturing its battery swap stations in Hungary. So, to be clear, they have you know a manufacturing plant for the swap stations in China, but this is their first European swap station uh, production facility, I guess. The first swap station that rolled off the line is headed to Germany. Don't know exactly where in Germany, but still, it's headed to Germany. This swap station has 14 battery slots, and it'll come equipped with 13 battery packs. The swap station is capable of doing a total of 312 battery swaps in 24 hours, which is really impressive. That's 4.6 minutes per swap. Neo says that it is planning to have over 4,000 battery swap stations by 2025, and a 1,000 of those swap stations will be installed in locations outside of China, presumably in Europe mostly, maybe here in the United States a little bit. Anyway, it's exciting. Uh, there wasn't too long ago that we thought that Neo was going to fail. The Chinese government bailed them out a couple of times, and now it seems like they're doing pretty well. I don't know if they're making a ton of money yet, but it does seem like they're doing better than they were four years ago for sure. Let's move on to Hertz. Hertz rental car will buy 175,000 EVs from General Motors over the next five years. And this deal will include all of GM's brands like Cadillac and Hummer and Chevy and stuff like that. Um, they're going to start with the Chevy Bolt and the Chevy Bolt EUV, which is just a little bit bigger version of the Bolt. Hertz is working really hard to earn my business. Um, I usually rent from budget because I get a lot of free upgrades and perks because I've been a customer for a while and I'm a good customer, or at least I think I'm a good customer. Honestly, budget probably doesn't care one way or the other about me, but I'm seriously considering switching to Hertz because Hertz has bought a ton of Model 3s, a ton of Model Ys, and some Polestars, and now they've announced this deal with GM. Um, honestly, they're working hard to earn my business, and I might just give it to them the next time I need to rent a car. Fisker will partner with Wallbox. Wallbox builds EV chargers or electric vehicle supply equipment because the charger is actually in the car and the box on the wall just supplies electricity to the charger. Anyway, Fisker will offer the Wallbox models in the U.S., Canada, and other parts of Europe. Heinrich Fisker says, Fisker is laser-focused on giving our customers simple and intuitive technology combined with clever design to make owning an EV easier. Together with Wallbox, we are providing class-leading, competitively-priced chargers for Fisker owners. Again, with the laser-focused. Peter Rawlinson, Henry Heinrich Fisker, laser-focused. Um, Elon Musk, force majeure. For a while there, it was an order of magnitude. All these words just keep showing back up. Um, Fisker and Wallbox will offer home installation service through Coil, which is a company that uh, Wallbox acquired not too long ago. So I went to Wallbox's website, and they really only have two level two residential chargers. One is the Pulsar Plus, which will set you back about seven hundred dollars. You can get them in like the the highest end version is a forty eight amp, two hundred forty volt Wi Fi connected, voice controlled. 
uh, charger. You can also get a 40 amp version for 649, but it seems like, you know, why wouldn't you spend the extra 50 bucks? Now, the second home charger that Wallbox has is a bi-directional charger that isn't out yet, and it's expected to cost around $4,000. It's called the Quasar 2. Um, at one point in time, Wallbox had the Quasar 1, and I guess it worked with the Nissan Leaf. I was a little unclear on this, but it looks like they don't sell that anymore. So unless Wallbox has some other product, it sounds like they're going to be offering the Pulsar Plus, which is looks like a really good charger, honestly. And Fisker says that they're still on track for uh, uh, production to start in November. So it's getting close. I I hope it's true, man. I'm so excited about this car. I know we have one person, at least one person in the audience who is a, who put a reservation down and should get one early. So I'm excited to hear what they think. So uh, yeah, that's a, that's a vehicle that gets me excited. Chinese automaker Chang'ang Automobile launched its $26,000 electric sedan. Now, I struggled with this name. I actually looked up how to pronounce it. And on the company's website or YouTube page, they have uh, Westerners like myself try and pronounce this word and everybody messes it up. I hope I got it somewhat close. It was actually... It actually endeared me to the company a little bit because, um, you know, they were just kind of poking fun uh, at themselves and, you know, having fun with all the people that they, they interacted with. It was actually, it's a good video. Uh, you know what? I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Oh, let me put that in my Instacart. Anyway, Instapaper. Anyway, this Chinese automaker, they have a $26,000 sedan, EV sedan. It's 183,901. No matter which currency you use, this is an amazing price for an EV. The source for this article was Electric, and they said that it looked a little like the Model 3. I don't think it looked like the Model 3 at all. It's much uglier than the Model 3. That's not to say it's a bad-looking car. It just, it looks something, okay, I will give them this. It looks like the Model 3 if it was cost, if it was crossed with some sort of Toyota car. Like, I'm not a big fan of Toyota's design language. Like, I, I don't think Toyotas look all that great as a general rule. Some of their trucks are okay. But, um... That's what it looks like to me. The interior is minimalist. It has a long, narrow instrument cluster with a nice, big infotainment system display in the center, like every car is doing nowadays. The range is very impressive, especially for the price. It's 515 kilometers or 320 miles. That's for the base version. Now, the biggest battery is 705 kilometers or 438 miles, which is really impressive. Now, the range is based off of Chinese standard of measurement. Um, I don't know if the U.S. or European, I don't know how those match up. Everybody calculates this stuff a little bit differently, but I'm assuming it's pretty close. And I'm, I'm kind of curious, is this car somehow subsidized by the Chinese government? Because I have no idea how you get that much range, that, that big of a battery pack for this low of a price. Anyway, it looks like a, a good car. I'm, I'm not going to go to China anytime soon to test drive it, if unless the company wants to fly me out. But yeah, that's that's exciting news. And while we're on the subject of Chinese automakers, Xpeng has launched their new G9 SUV in China. The G9 was specifically di- designed for the Chinese and international markets. 
the latest version of Xping's ADAS system, which is Advanced Driver Assistance System, which is basically full self-driving or autopilot, was kind of the equivalent. It has really promising results. Now, if you remember, Xping has been accused of, or, or some employees that left Apple and Tesla were accused of stealing trade secrets because they were going to work for Xpeng. Xpeng says, we didn't ask these people to take this information. Uh, but like three people now have been caught doing that. Three that I know of. So just keep that in the back of your head while we go through this. And I'm sure their, their, their ADS, ADAS system is probably really good for, you know, whatever reason. But it's called Navigation Guided Pilot, just uh, for your information. Anyway, the exterior looks like an SUV. It's nothing special. It definitely looks better than the early Xpeng models, which I thought were kind of blocky. It looked like the early Xpeng models to me look like um, when you build a Lego car. That's what it looked like to me. It looked like a Lego car. It's like they tried to make it aerodynamic, but they built the car out of Legos. It, it, I don't know. I'm not going to go into it because they don't make them anymore. Anyway, the door handles are flush with the car, and it looks like it has a very large glass roof. Um, the interior actually looks very high-end. The seats look super comfortable. There's a small instrument cluster behind the steering wheel, but there's a nice big 15-inch infotainment screen. Now, normally, when you measure like a monitor screen or whatever, or you used to, I don't know if this is the case anymore, you measure diagonally. So a 15-inch screen would be measured diagonally 15 inches. In this case, it's 15 inches across. So the instrument display actually crosses over into the passenger compartment a little bit. Like if you remember Byton, we're not talking about Byton. Byton had like a had an instrument or had a, a, a an infotainment system that went from one end of the car to the other it was basically the whole dash was basically a screen. It's not like that, but this is really nice for the passenger because the passenger can make changes as far as climate, you know, control or changing the mapping directions or, or navigation or changing the radio without having to kind of reach far over to the left to make those changes. I don't think I'm doing a very good job of explaining this. Overall, it's just easy for the passenger to make changes on the screen. And I thought it was it's well done, well implemented. Now, I don't know how the software works. That could totally suck. But the idea is there. And I like that. There's wireless charging for your phone. Both uh, the driver and the passenger have a place to put their, their phones, which is in the similar place that every other car has them, which is right underneath the infotainment screen. It has AI voice assistant and this AI voice assistant can uh, perform over 600 vehicle functions without a network connection. It's pretty impressive. Now I don't know if it works, but if it does work, that's really impressive. Uh, I, I feel like you're going to need a whole owner's manual on what you need to tell the car to get it to do something, but it's still, it's, that's really nice. Uh, Xpeng claims that you can charge the G9 from 10 to 80% in about 15 minutes, and you can get 200 kilometers, which is about 124 miles of range in about five minutes. If true, also very impressive. The G9 is set to release in China this October. The range starts at 570 kilometers or 354 miles and tops out at 702 kilometers or 436 miles which is, that's a lot. Like, I, I, I really hope these numbers are true. We'll have to see once they actually release the, the vehicle. 
Prices start at 309,000 yuan, which is about $43,962. And for $43,962, you're getting 354 miles of range. The car tops out at 46,000 or excuse me, 469,900 yuan uh, or $66,662. Now, I said this vehicle was for the Chinese and international markets. Currently, Xpeng has little experience centers in the Netherlands, Sweden, and Denmark. They're also selling vehicles in Norway. So we can expect uh, Xpeng to begin selling probably in Norway first. We don't really have a time frame, but you know, it goes without saying that the Netherlands, Sweden, and Denmark will be sometime after that. And since we're on the subject of really cool vehicles, Volkswagen has released the final specs for the ID Buzz, the cargo and the family versions. Uh, the family version will be, will sit five people. Both vehicles are nearly identical, just configured a little bit differently. Now this news comes from the Volkswagen US media site, but I couldn't, I couldn't find any information if this was for the European version of the Buzz or the American version of the Buzz. Now, I'm going to say it's the European version because the American version or North American version is at least two years out. And there's going to be an option for a seven seat configuration and the ID Buzz will be a little bit longer. But here are the highlights of the ID Buzz. It's going to have a very tight turning radius because you're almost sitting on the wheels. Uh, this is just like uh, fire trucks. Fire trucks, most, not the one I drive. The one I drive has a terrible turning radius. But most fire trucks have a really nice turning radius because the wheels, you're sitting on top of them. They're underneath, you're behind. Uh, the ID Buzz will feature over-the-air updates. It'll have assistance systems, uh, driver assistance systems, such as forward collision warning. It'll have pedestrian and cyclist detection, automatic emergency braking. It'll have 150 kilowatt rear motor, which is about 201 horsepower, 77 kilowatt hour battery. And this battery can accept 170 kilowatts of DC fast charging. So that's pretty good. 5 to 80% charge in 20 minutes. Plug and charge capability, which basically means that you can, if you have accounts set up on Electrify America or whatever, you can just plug your vehicle in. It'll recognize it and it'll just charge your credit card. You don't have to take, you don't have to mess with uh, payment at the charger, which is nice. Tesla does this same thing. It'll charge from 0% to 100%. In seven and a half hours, if you put it on a 11 kilowatt uh, level two charger, uh, I, this isn't bad. I mean, it's very rare that you're going to charge from 0% to 100% unless you're like Tom Malogny. Uh, every other human being in the world is not going <laughs> to is not going to risk running the battery down to zero and then charging it all the way back up to 100. But seven and a half hours, you know, you come home from work, go to bed, wake up, car's charged, you're ready to go. Top speed on this bad chicken will go 90 miles per hour. It's got a range up to 263 miles with, uh, that's on the family version. And on the cargo version, you get an extra one mile up to 264 miles. I'm excited for the ID buzz. It's, uh, I have fond memories of the microbus just in general from when I was a teenager and, you know, 
I'm, I'm not looking forward to my kids having those, making those same memories that I did uh, because I was stupid. But uh, you know, it's it's just kind of that nostalgia play, and it it tugs right in the right on my on my heart because uh, I think this is a cool car. So if you live in Europe and you get to drive one of these or you buy one of these, I would love to hear from you. It's Bodie B O D I E at nine one eight digital dot com. All right, we have one more story here, and it involves Nikola Motors. <laughs> so we have a. We have uh, some good news and some not so good news. So Nikola is now accepting orders for the battery electric Nikola tray in Europe. That's the um, that's their semi. Now this isn't the long distance semi. This is like for around town semi truck driving, and it's not hydrogen powered. It's actually battery electric. The tray rocks a 738 kilowatt hour battery, and actually that's nine batteries put together for a total of 70, 738 kilowatt hours. It'll have a range of 530 kilometers or 329 miles. In Nicholas Q2 2022 shareholder deck, they planned to begin production in the second half of 2023 for Europe. So they have now they've now opened orders so for that production. So if you live in Europe and you're looking to, you know, buy an electric semi truck, now is your time. Now, back here in the United States, uh, in Coolidge, Arizona, which is just down the road from me, Nikola has already built 50 trays and they've delivered about 48 of them. And I see them testing. I'm going to assume since they've delivered 48, they built 50. I've seen them testing one of two on the 101 and 202 freeways. And uh, they look super cool. Now, Nicola, if you've been following this podcast for any length of time, they 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 have a reputation for fraud. Or at least Trevor Milton does uh, the former... CEO and founder of Nikola, we talked about this last week, was facing criminal charges. I, I told you if there was an update, I would I'd bring it to you. So <laughs> there's an update. In uh, February 2020, Nikola announced the Badger pickup prototype. Now, the Nikola Badger was supposed to be like a Ford F-150 killer. It ran on battery electric and hydrogen, and you can combine them, or you can run on one, or you can run on the other. It's a really cool concept. The Diesel Brothers were actually involved in this project somehow. They had a Discovery Channel show, or they still do. I don't have cable, and I haven't had cable for like 15 years, so I don't really know. Uh, GM actually struck a deal with Nikola on the Badger to help uh, build it, uh, but then later they backed out on the production because, you know, of fraud claims. <laughs> um, well, we found out now that Nikola didn't actually have a prototype of the Badger or a production plan. The Badger that was shown off by Nikola was actually uh, partly made up of Ford F-150 Raptor parts and the Nikola Power Sports vehicle. And if you don't know what the sport vehicle is, it's just like your standard side-by-side, the thing you go off-roading with. And some of them have two seats, some of them have four. They're pretty cool. I'm pretty sure most of everybody, unless you like never leave New York City, has seen one of these things. Anyway... During the time that they were starting to plan prototyping and they haven't even, they didn't even start tooling this thing up. Like they didn't even have, like it was very early on. Trevor Milton tweeted that Nikola would start taking reservations for the Badger. As you can imagine, the team working on the Badger was like taken aback. They're like, 
whoa, we, this is way too early in the process to even start talking about reservations. We don't have, like I said, tooling. We don't have a production plan. We don't have a, a time frame as to when we're going to start these things. Like it was so early in the process. Well, one of the, the members of the Badger team testified uh, in the Trevor Milton uh, court case, and uh, he basically just said everything that I just told you. And again, if, if you didn't catch it last week, Milton is facing securities and wire fraud charges. He's accused of deceiving investors. He could receive a maximum of 25 years in prison if he's convicted of the most serious charge. And I'm going to be honest, I was fooled on this. Like I, um, if you go back and listen to the episodes, I kept saying like to Nicola or Trevor Miller, Trevor Milton, sorry. I kept saying, you know, Hey, like build one thing and then work on something else. You're doing too much. But I, you know, I got caught up in, in the, his nonsense and I was fooled. If you want further discussion on this, um, Rod Simmons and Rob Dunwood talked about this at great length. It's a great discussion on the SMR podcast, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And they had some other EV news that they talked about, but this was really the big thing. So I would recommend going and checking out their show. All right, that brings our show to an end. Well, kind of to an end. Uh, that brings our news portion of the show to an end. I mentioned that I had some announcements, so let's go ahead and jump into those. Um, I recorded a show with Allison Sheridan this week, and we actually, uh, Allison, myself, and Steve test drove an Electra Mechanica solo. Um, we didn't do it together because they live in California and I live here in Arizona, but we did do it on the same day. And then we sat down, Allison and I sat down, and we talked about our experience. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you're going to hear that interview on Tuesday. So I mentioned we're making some, some changes to the show. So Allison suggested that uh, I leave the news section or the news show, a news show, and then I spin out the interview portion into its own episode. And at first, uh, I wasn't sure if that's something I wanted to do, but I thought about it for a while. And honestly, when I first started the show, it was a struggle to get 20 minutes of content each week because there was so little EV and Tesla news, and most of it was dominated by Tesla. Now, um, I struggle to keep the show between 20 and 30 minutes because there is so much EV and Tesla news. Just to give you an example, last week we went over 19 different articles, and the show was 39 minutes long. And that doesn't even include all of the articles that I triaged to get it down to 24 and eventually 19. This week we did 20 different articles for the show. So, you know, uh, there's a lot of EV news. And what I don't want is I don't want the show to feel bloated. I don't want you to download it and see that it's a minute or an hour and 40 minutes long. And you're like, oh, man, I cannot possibly listen to this guy for an hour and 40 minutes. And then you just don't listen to the episode. So here's what we're going to do. And this isn't a hard and fast rule because I'm going to break it often. Um, but on Fridays, we'll do news. If I have an interview or some sort of special show, that'll be released on Tuesdays. Now, having said that, next Friday is Tesla AI Day. That will We will not be doing a news show that day. We will be covering Tesla AI Day. If I feel like doing something on Tuesday, there'll be news. So... Um, 
Next Friday's show is going to be very long. These AI days or these special events that Tesla puts together tend to be more than an hour long, sometimes they're two hours long. So I would expect that show to be very long, but it's also going to be filled with really interesting clips. And I think you're going to enjoy it. And and really, that's the, the biggest change. I'm going to do the Patreon plug a little bit differently so that the Patreon supporters don't have to hear it, unless it's the beginning of the month when I thank everybody, and then everybody's going to hear it because, you know, these folks give me money, they support the show, so that I can keep the show going. I don't know if you noticed, but I've been trying to promote other uh, creators that are in our community I've been trying to promote what they're doing. And if you have a project that you're working on and you would like to promote it, or if you were on a show, like even if it's just a one-off show, um, I would love to shout it out here on the podcast. Uh, there's a caveat though. Like if I can't explain it to my 10 year old child, it's probably not appropriate for this show. You know what I mean? Like I can't explain quantum physics to my kids, but that might be appropriate if you're doing something in quantum physics. I also can't explain, you know, adult themed websites to my show either. So, you know, let's keep it kid friendly is what I'm saying. And then there are times when you might be a content creator and I promote you and you don't even know I'm going to do it because I noticed that you, you did something cool this week and I'm, I'm going to do that right now. Bruce Cordell, who listens to this show, supports this show. He was on YouTube. And he was on this show called the Cypher Unlimited. Now, Cypher Unlimited talks about role-playing games. I'm not going to go into what Cypher is because I'm still learning. I'm, I'm getting into role-playing games a little bit. But I, while I was putting the show together, I listened to that entire show. And it's it was really interesting for me as somebody who's trying to learn how to uh, uh, run role-playing games. But more than that, there's a tiny bit of the episode at the end where they talk about Tesla just a little bit, just a little bit. So that, that there's the tie in to this show. And then Bruce let it leak that he's working on a new book. My hope is he's working on something for the Sword of the Gods series. I need a little more Damascus in my life, but maybe he's not. I don't know. Anything he does, I'm going to be really happy with and I will eventually promote on the show. Anyway, I, I'll put the link in the show notes and... If you're interested in this kind of thing, please go check it out. I know we have some people in the community that are interested in the role-playing games and play role-playing games. So go check it out. It's a good interview. You will learn a little bit, and you'll get to know Bruce, who's a really nice guy. And the other two gentlemen, I can't remember their names, but they seem to be really nice people as well. And, yeah, that's it for me, everybody. I really appreciate it. Next Tuesday, uh, you will get an episode of Alice and I talking about the Electromechanica solo. And I hope everybody has a great week, and I will talk to you on Friday. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 